Welcome to the Film Zone with Kent and Lucas. Welcome back, everyone. This is Kent and Lucas. Luke, what is going on with the movie news? Well, James Cameron has just announced four sequels to 2009's Avatar. Four? Yeah, four sequels. Jeez, okay. So Avatar originally came out in, what What did you say? It was 2009. And he's just now getting ready ready to do sequels. It seems like a long time. Oh, he's been working on it for a really long time, actually. Yeah, I remember when the first one came out, he said, yeah, get ready, guys, because there's going to be some sequels to this. Mm-hmm. And then here we are all these years later, and finally he's announcing. Well, it, no one really talks about these movies except for the whole 3D effect of it. Like, no one... It's interesting that they're starting to make more of them because so many people only remember it for the 3D effects and the visuals instead of the story and the characters. Well, I think a lot of that is because it wasn't really an original story. It was, It's a story that's been told many times before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dances with Wolves comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the, the, just the basic story. There's plenty of original things in there. The setting... Uh, the way that the aliens interacted with the planet and things like that. Th- those were original story elements, but the the basis of the story wasn't all that original. And I think that's why a lot of people don't give that movie as much credit as what it probably deserves. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the second movie is going to be coming out in 2018. Well, three is coming out in, I believe, 20... 2020. 2020? And then 2022 and 2023. Yep. So expect to see more blue people. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's cool. What else? Is there any any other uh, announcements recently? Uh, yeah. Godzilla 2 has finally been officially announced. All right. And that's going to have some cool monsters in there. Yeah. Did uh, they Have they announced what the monster is going to be? Is it going to be Mothra or anything cool like that? Uh, I, I believe it was... King Ghidorah, Mothra, ah. and oh, uh, there's a third third one too. I can't remember. It's another very unique one. Okay, excellent. Yeah. And there's another monster movie that's coming out. Yep, in 2017 there'll be the new reboot of King Kong. Now this is not a follow up of of the last one, right? No, nope, it's um, not by Peter Jackson. P- yeah, it's Peter a Jackson. it's a new one. It's okay. going to be called Kong the Skull Island. Okay. And that will be coming out in 2018. And then after that, there'll be a Godzilla movie in 2020 that will be Godzilla versus Kong or Ang Kong. I don't know. Yeah, I th- I think what I saw was Godzilla versus King Kong, which I can only assume it's going to be a crossover of the other two movies we were just mm. talking about. So that that that's exciting. We're getting some MCU sort of pre- aliens versus <laughs> predators out of out of these Americanized monsters movies. Yeah, kaiju movies. I I think that's going to be cool. I you know monster movies to me they're not great movies, mm. but to me they're they're guilty pleasure movies. Yeah, <laughs> I like them. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not going to defend them to anyone, but I enjoy them. Yep, I, I just want to see more Pacific Rim as well. Like, I I really hope that those would be cool. Yeah, it it'd be kind of neat to see like classic monsters. Yeah, you yeah. know, like a Godzilla or a Mothra or something like that going against 
the uh, what are they called? The Jaegers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the giant mechanized nuclear powered robots. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Yeah, like I said, I would not defend that idea to anyone, but I would enjoy the I, hell out I of it. I would defend it for hours. <laughs> That's just, I don't know. I, if you watch that, you you are a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, let's move into the trailer. What what trailer did we choose to watch this week? Well, th- there's been a lot of trailers that came out this week. Yeah, what was, what was the standout, though, that we decided to watch? Uh, Doctor Strange. Yes. This is the much-anticipated mm-hmm. Doctor Strange trailer. So I've been waiting for this for a long time, and I feel like I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's kind of how I felt about it. It, it. it wasn't a bad trailer, but it didn't really... It didn't give me any hype that I didn't already have. Yeah, it was just telling people, like, hey, we have a Doctor Strange movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, it... it th- there were some cool visual effects, like... If it didn't have Doctor Strange in the name, I could have imagined this to be like Inception Part 2 or Matrix Part 4 or whatever. It was very... Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I really got the Inception vibe when the... I guess one of the the wizards or no, well, yeah, sorcerers... We're not, we're not very... One of the sorcerers... Doctor so- <laughs> Strange knowing we're not very doctor strange knowing yeah now i've i've read a little bit of doctor strange uh back when i was a an avid comic reader in my teens back when you were a lad <laughs> yeah back when i was a wee lad <laughs> <laughs> i read a little bit of doctor strange but not a lot and most of my exposure to him was in relationship to the midnight suns so talking about like ghost rider blade mm-hmm. morbius the, the supernatural characters in the marvel universe and yeah, I got a little bit of exposure to him, but I don't know a whole lot of his backstory and lore that goes with him. Mm. Uh, so th- I can't really judge what we've seen in the trailer based on you know how accurate it is to the comics or anything. Um, but yeah, it, it it definitely felt like a mix between the Matrix and Inception. Yeah. I- like one thing that I do know about Doctor Strange is that he gets his hands broken in a car wreck, which is really important to him since he's a surgeon, and he ends up learning magic because you know if you don't have hands, might as well do magic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's yeah, I want to see more. Please show me more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, don't give me the whole movie, but give me. Something at least show me what he looks like in the costume. Yeah, don't Batman be Superman <laughs> us? Like yeah. at, at the very end of the trailer, you do see him like with his cape, which is yeah, but it was kind of in silhouette, and it was a it was definitely a tease. Yeah, well, one thing that I do think is awesome is that this is one of the first Marvel MCU superheroes that has a cape. If you really think about it, yeah, like well, I, I think yeah, if we don't that, talk about Thor, oh yeah, there there is Thor. <laughs> I, I was thinking of Vision. When I was yeah, Vision does have a cape. Yeah, he's very majestical, uh, Vision. <laughs> but uh, one other thing I want to point out in in the trailer was that Benedict Cumberbatch, who's playing Doctor Strange, he's using an American accent. Mm. That kind of took me off guard a little bit. <laughs> I, it's the first time I've heard Cumberbatch speak in an American accent. He he, he does pretty good at it, I I guess. Like yeah, it, it sounded alright. I mean, we only got a couple of lines, but you know. 
Yeah. Seemed all right. Kind of um, reminded me of Hugh Laurie playing Dr. House. He's a British actor that plays an American doctor. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's... They're both doctors. That's kind of... Oh. Uh, kind of interesting. So one, one last thing I wanted to say about the trailer myself is that this will be the first time that mo- the MCU will be focusing on magic. Except for in the original Thor movie. I think it was in the original one. When somebody said something about magic and Thor was talking about science. Mm. And he basically just summed it up as that, you know, to us, they're one and the same. So ma- magic and science mm. are kind of one and the same. I feel like this magic is going to be, like, expressed as magic more of instead of science. Sure, sure. Like, they could have done this in Iron Man 3 with the Mandarin, but then they decided to uh, ruin it. Yeah, let's not talk about Iron Man 3. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's one of the few MCU movies that I've walked out of the theater sort of pretty disappointed. Yeah, it it's got its moments, but overall, uh, it just... Yeah, I, I've seen that movie exactly once, and I don't really intend on seeing it again. <laughs> uh, I'll watch it in a giant marathon. Like, if I'm showing my kids, like, okay, you ready for the Marvel Cinematic Universe? You are going to sit on that couch for the next <laughs> 76 hours. While you watch the next 100 films. <laughs> you like super superheroes, Billy? <laughs> Get ready. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be one hell of a marathon, even to this point, yeah. let alone what they've got planned. Oh, man. Okay. What do you have for speculation? You you kept this to yourself, so I have no idea what's coming. <laughs> so this is more Star Wars Rogue One. Even after an entire episode on Rogue One, mm. uh, the, the name of the YouTuber is escaping me, but he has speculated that the robed, the, the robed figure, the, the guy in the hood, oh, okay. is actually is still Darth Sidious. The the reason why that most people don't believe that it was Darth Sidious is that he was kneeling, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. why would the emperor of the entire galaxy kneel? Mm-hmm. Like, well, who does he kneel to? Well, there's this character in the Force Awakens that's named Supreme Leader Snoke. So okay. many people believe that Snoke was actually Darth Plagueis, which the emperor talked about killing in his sleep in episode three, Revenge of the Sith. So in the Rogue One trailer, the theory is that that's Palpatine, or a.k.a. Mm. Sidious, and he's kneeling to Snoke. Well, to to a point, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what he's kneeling to, what, what the robed figure is kneeling to is a very bright light cylinder-like mm. object in... Uh, the one would believe that it's a back to tank or something to that effect, where it's yeah, because it's hard to tell. It, yeah. it could either be a beam of light or it could be like a like a glass cylinder or or mm-hmm. something. It's really hard to tell. So, the emperor might have kept Snoke alive or Plagueis or whoever, and uses him as no, as to talk to him, like, hey, uh, I I know you can't really eat or anything, but <laughs> I I need to. I need some wisdom. And because of this is uh, why Snoke knows so much about the Empire and why he was able to like construct the First Order hmm. pretty effectively instead of him just showing up after the Sith died. That's, that's really 
interesting, and it definitely plays into the theory of Snoke being Plagueis. Mm. The only thing about the theory that concerns me is that Rogue One is supposed to be kind of an offshoot story just about a like a commando team. And I'm kind of under the impression that they want to avoid some of the larger lore. And this theory seems like it dives way down the rabbit hole of deep lore. I, I can understand that, but like th- I feel like this would only be a one scene thing. Like we're not gonna see like every fourth every fourth scene isn't gonna be Darth City is talking to Snoke, like, hey Snoke. <laughs> hey, what, what do I do about these? These rebels just took some plans. Do I, do I kill them? Do I, do I capture them? What, 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 what do I do? Yeah. I, I yeah. Having it being a, a, a one-off scene, it would be interesting, very, very interesting, if they were going to do a major reveal like that. I, I'm not completely against it. I'm mm. just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. No, Okay. Like it, it has been expressed that Snoke has been around before the before the rise of the Empire. Yeah, uh, he's supposed to be a thousand years old. Yeah, he's old, like Yoda old. And yeah, or Maz Kanata old. Yeah. So, hmm. wonder if they knew each other. I wonder if they're the same species. Just that's what <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm a believer of this. I I really like this theory. It's definitely cool. It's yeah. I, I it could be like the new Nick Fury of the Star Wars universe, Disney's <laughs> Star Wars universe. Oh man, it'll it'll be fun to see what that is. I can't I can't wait till December. And you know, this is going to be our Christmas present from Disney for the foreseeable future, right? Oh A yeah. New yeah. Star Wars movie every December. Oh man, I'm so excited. Like it's great. Star Wars then Christmas. That's <laughs> what you think of December as. Yep, that that is definitely going to become the new norm, and I can't wait. All right, let's move on to our movie. We went to the theater today, in fact, to watch something. We watched uh, the movie adaptation, the the live action adaptation of the Jungle Book. Yes, and we didn't go alone. We took Isaac along as well, and. He is live with us here <laughs> in studio to join us to review the Jungle Book. Zip. <laughs> What's going on, Isaac? I'm fine. Cool. So he's my brother, uh, his his son. My son, yep. my other son. So it, it's pretty cool going to the movies together is something that we enjoy doing. And um, all three of us went to this one. So Isaac, what did you think of the Jungle Book? Did you like it? Yeah, it was really good. Did you ever see the... The old Disney cartoon from the 60s? Yeah, I did, but I don't remember much. Yeah. Luke, have you seen it? Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the same level that Isaac is on. Right. So you guys watched it when you were pretty young. Yeah. It's been a really long time since I've seen it, but I remember it very fondly. Mm. It was one of my, my favorite animated Disney movies from when I was a kid. One thing that really stands out to me was Baloo the Bear. Uh-huh. And Mowgli singing the Bear Necessities. That's pretty much everyone's memory yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved that cartoon, and I I did enjoy this movie. Mm. It it was very beautiful. It was a very beautiful movie. But one of the flaws about it was, <laughs> wow. Okay, <laughs> yeah. one of the flaws about uh-huh. it was how when it turned night, 
it was way too dark. You could only see the outlines of Mowgli mm-hmm. and the other animals. Yeah, it was kind of shot in a dark way. But I, I'm wondering, though, because we saw the 3D version. And I'm wondering, though, how much of that is because of the 3D glasses. And it kind of the glasses tend to darken mm. uh, you know, our perception of, of the screen. I'm wondering how much that played into it. Uh, but it was kind of a a dark movie for a good portion yeah. of it. It was kind of dark. And when it did turn light, it was just like boom. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of a, a shock of brightness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might have been done intentionally because the jungle's not a bright place. It's a uh, it's fairly dark. Yeah. I so in this I movie, we we had the human boy, the the man cub Mowgli, and I think that is the only actor we see. Yep, he's the only live-action actor. Yeah, well, there was the scene, like the flashback scene. Oh, yeah. With, yeah. with, with his father uh, that lasted like 30 seconds or something. But mm. for 99% of this movie, it's just Mowgli and a whole bunch of CG. <laughs> it was very beautiful CGI, though. Yeah. He's actually a great actor because I'm pretty sure when he just had to look at nothing, but probably... He probably did look at, like, a stand-up or a puppet or something for it. Yeah, I'm sure he had visual visual cues, uh, you know, things that, like you said, th- things that he would look at that they would animate over in the future. But even still, to act to a cardboard cutout or a plastic mock-up or something like that is a lot different than than acting with another person. Mm-hmm. And all the parkour he does, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the obstacles, like jumping and climbing. Uh-huh. Yeah, that probably would have been kind of tough with green stru- green screen. Yeah, I, I, I wonder how they did all of that stuff mm. where, he, where he's running through the jungle, mm. barefoot, climbing over trees and rocks and stuff. I'm curious how they did that. I, w- I would really be interested in seeing a behind the scenes. Yeah. You know what's kind of funny? Uh, how he's barefoot. Like, it kind of made me think of, in the flashback where he was a baby, he was shown with a long pair of, a long pair of pants that were Mm. orange, Mm. and when he grows up, I'm pretty sure it's the same pants, but it's, like, very small. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) that's something that I'm thinking. It probably is the same, it's probably supposed to be the same material, the same cloth, because I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the the actor's name I'm so sorry if I butcher it, <laughs> Neil Satie. Okay. And he did an amazing job with just everything that he's done. He like very very young actor mm-hmm. working with pretty much nothing. And while watching it, I I believe that he was talking to actual people or animals, and that they were actually there. Yeah, it was very well done. And like you were saying too, with the the CGI animals, it. Very well done. In a lot of places, I couldn't tell for sure that they weren't real animals. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, the 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 talking characters, you know, Baloo and Bagheera, et cetera, mm. you can tell that they're, you know, obviously it's not a real bear sitting there talking. <laughs> uh, but a lot of the kind of extras, I guess, like when they're at the watering hole and you've got the the rhinoceroses and the and the snake, the, yeah, and all all of that, they looked very genuine. They looked mm. like real animals. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult to tell that they were CGI. The 
the most like obvious one that wasn't real that still it's very impressive but <laughs> it wasn't it was the most obvious was the tiger i forgot his name shir khan yeah shir khan not mm. a reference to mortal kombat yeah <laughs> yeah not <laughs> shao khan we're talking about shir khan here well uh, with his eye, he got burnt by fire, and it was all whitish, and mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. just looked kind of fake. Sure. Have you, have you seen someone without, uh, with their eyes all messed up before? <laughs> I've seen that, but I don't think fire, just fire, would do that. Yeah, It'd probably it's hard make to a say. burn mark, but yeah. So Isaac, what did you think of Baloo? He was obviously my favorite character in the movie. Obviously, no, obviously, yes. Uh, <laughs> he was he was very awesome, in my opinion. <laughs> Just, but the songs, the song he sang, the anesthet- bare necessity, the bare necessity, <laughs> necessities, necessity, <laughs> the bare necessities. Yeah, it it wasn't. It didn't feel like the actual song, sort of. It just like cut off in the. What I felt like was the middle from the panther. Uh, Bagheera. Bagheera, yeah. Bagheera. No, I, I kind of felt the same. I wanted more Bare Necessities, of course, because one of the things I really loved about this movie is it made me feel like a kid watching uh-huh. a cartoon again. The, the trailer definitely had that feeling to it. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, just like you said, they, they seemed to cut the song short, and that was one of the things I was actually looking forward to in this movie and it kind of uh it was good but it didn't deliver on the level that i was hoping it would well at least you get the king louis song pretty much all the way (laughs) well you get the you get the song you get the bare necessities in the credits yeah we get a different version of the bare necessities in the end credits of the four songs in the credits (laughs) two of them are the bare necessities yes so, Luke, what did you think about King Louis? You brought him up. So, what did you think? Um, he was a very interesting character. Uh, he had a very Brooklyn-like accent. Like he was like, I-, "I got ears that have ears," you know, just that sort of thing. You- yeah. Well, and it was Christopher Walken. Yeah. Which yeah. to me, it was cool and all, but it was kind of distracting to me because <laughs> I could just picture Christopher Walken's face delivering these lines. <laughs> Are you comparing him to a orangutan? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, I don't know. It was interesting. Like when he got, got when he got up, like he's he's been sitting for years. I bet. <laughs> yeah, and also he gets up like and then he had to use his hands, like push himself up. Yeah, he he definitely did the old man get out get off the <laughs> chair. Yeah, he was a very yeah. big person that just gets up. <laughs> yeah, especially when he destroyed the temple, you could definitely see how old the temple was, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. with. It breaking like with the touch of his finger or something. Yeah, it was a very interesting scene to see him like Mowgli see the the temple because that was probably one of the first times he's actually seen buildings up right. close. Mm-hmm. And it was this temple that these monkeys and mm-hmm. they kidnapped him and took him to the top of the mountain. Yeah, it was very, it was a very funny like scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me tell you about my favorite character. It was Ka, the snake. Really? I thought it was super well done. <laughs> the way that Ka, which in, in this like, movie was a female character, mm-hmm. played by Scarlett Johansson. Black Widow. Yep. You only uh, you only like that scene because of her. Yep. 
That's the only reason. No, that's that's not really what I don't know. I just I really like the way that she hypnotized him in this mm-hmm. because I mean it's it's the same in the cartoon, but it's obviously more cartoonish yeah. with the spinning eyes and the and all this sort of no, thing. I, I they, really like that part. They too. they sort of did that in the live action one, but a, a lot more subtle. And the way that she spoke to him and she spoke hypnotically. Mm-hmm. And the whole time she was speaking to him and he was kind of like being lulled into this trance, she's wrapping herself around him, yeah. obviously, to make a meal out of him. The and w- I, I just I really like the way they did that. It was like really well done. The, the one thing I really noticed when watching that scene is that the surround sound in the in the movie theater changed to different parts of the, the theater where she was talking. Mm-hmm. It would be like on the left side, like complex. Come listen to me, and well, and it's like, oh, I, I'll, I'll protect you. Yeah. It yeah. Was, plus, this also like transitioned to her telling the story of how Mowgli was a little, little man cub, mm-hmm. and his dad died for to, uh, yeah, pr- him. protecting him from Shere Khan. Yeah, and that's actually how Shere Khan got burnt. Yeah, uh, so it was, was very well. A, yeah, it was yeah. very well put together. And just. Just how Shere Khan, basically, the way he was represented, it was basically like he was a fierce, a fierce warrior sort of that mm-hmm. uh, you knew he was gonna be overcome. But the way <laughs> the ba- with Mowgli, I definitely see why why he did what he did with the fire or the At red the flower uh-huh. with. With like when he finds out that the the leader of the wolf pack, yeah, Akila, yeah, when Akila died, mm. and with his father dead, he, Mowgli just brought all this anger. So he went to the <laughs> he went to the man village, mm-hmm. and just took a torch, and then started run. He ran all the way through the forest down yeah. there, yeah, which it's. And the way I feel is the forest, in the middle of the movie, it just made it feel like the forest was really big, but now it just... It, it seems small at the yeah. end. Yeah, I had the same feeling. Yeah, yeah, me too, because we spend the entire movie, basically, with, with Mowgli traveling through the jungle, and it's taking all this time to get to where they're going, and then in, right at the end... In like five seconds. Yeah, he runs the entire length of the jungle. It seems in a matter of I don't know an hour. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's fine. And the thing I realized is only took a couple of sparks to set the whole forest on fire. That that that, that is pretty well represented. Only you can prevent forest fires, Isaac. Yeah, only you. Yeah. <laughs> Mowgli didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's never been around fire before. This was his first experience with fire. Mm. No, the red flower. The red flower. Yes, sorry. They refer to it as the red flower. Well, what, what, one thing I did like about the movie was that they did reference man-made things t- as different things, like the red flower representing fire. Mm-hmm. They called Mowgli the man-cub. Yeah, and Mowgli, at several points in the movie, was making tools. Mm-hmm. Called them tricks. Tricks, yeah. Like, you know, stop with your tricks. Stop making tricks. Mm. Like when he made the rope and when he made basically this, the man made sword with a. <laughs> with like. 
I don't know what it's called, but it's like a cactus sort of thing with the needles. It's probably a spear. Yeah, he well he he kind of made a knife like a um, uh, like a long knife. It was more like a saw. Oh, you're like a saw. Sure, sure. Yeah, because it was kind of serrated mm-hmm. um, that he used to cut down the honeycomb for Baloo. Mm-hmm. It it was interesting. It had like the the movie had mixed signals with man is bad for the environment, but then it's like don't be afraid to be man. Yeah, like, it was well, very I don't. Mixed. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that they were actually trying to tell us a message about about anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be careful with fire. I think is really if there's a message, yeah. I think that's the message. You mean the moral? <laughs> well, but at the end of the movie, just some elephants came in and like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna save the world by Again. making the water <laughs> hit the fire. Yeah, elephants are portrayed as, as the architects of the jungle. Yeah, they're, like they're pretty much worshipped. Like, you have to bow when you see them. And mm. it was it was really weird how, like, the panther, what's his name? Bagheera. Bagheera, when uh, he told... Mowgli. When, <laughs> <laughs> when he told Mowgli that he shouldn't do his tricks, mm-hmm. but the next morning... When Mowgli saved the elephant from a pit. Yeah, he rescued a baby elephant out of the pit. With a bunch of ropes. Mm-hmm. Well, man-made ropes that were like tree parts. Mm-hmm. That was like vines, sort of. And that real, Like, when he went back, the panther... What's his name? Yeah. Bagheera. Bagheera. <laughs> can't, can't keep a name. Yeah. Uh, he was like, "Wow, what?" He just didn't have the words. And then when Mowgli came up, he was just like, "Hi," and just walked <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mowgli tried to downplay his heroics, I guess. Mm. Very Idiotic. humble. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely very humble. Uh, so yeah, I I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, the my favorite thing about this movie was definitely Shere Khan. Like I I felt genuine terror when he was like coming towards Mowgli or when he was like showing up like everyone was very scared of him and he he just had a very empowering presence to him but Mm. the thing is the cubs of the pack of the wolf pack the cubs when Shere Khan was sitting on the pedestal Mm. when the cub like the runt of the pack woke up his mama and said the others were by Shere Khan. They didn't seem scared, but when Shere Khan did trap that one cub and then let him go, yeah, it just felt like he was trying to send a message. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much what he was doing was he was like the killer of a... of a. Imagine a killer goes into a person's house and kills their husband, and then like stays in the house with the mom, and starts hanging out with the children. Yeah, it it definitely had that vibe, and it was like, oh my god, this is such a bad guy. Yeah, he was intruding on them. He was just staying there. He, I don't know. It was you can tell that he had lots and lots of power. He he was pretty much a level one hundred, <laughs> while everyone else was like level twenty. Like it was just. Uh, yeah, genuine fear. Definitely a strong villain. Well, the message, <laughs> he was also sending the 
the Cubs a message that basically people will betray him, betray them. Mm -hmm. And it just made just made no sense in a way to me. I think the main message that he was actually sending was to uh, what what was the uh, the mother wolf? Uh, Raksha, I think it was her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Raksha. Yeah, he was sending her a message because she obviously hates Shere Khan and mm. is probably plotting some sort of a an overthrow of him. Yeah, he was sending a message to her, basically saying that if you get out of line, I'm going to kill your cubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so some pretty serious stuff, and he definitely had s- some hate towards humans. Or man. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And it was probably just because of that one problem with his father, with Mowgli's father. Well, yeah. Well, it burnt his face and messed him up for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, he wanted revenge. And the thing is, if Shere Khan stayed, stayed, and didn't just run off when he got burnt, that, like, everything would have been prevented, but he still would have hated man. Because Mowgli was in the cave, but he ran off when he got burnt and didn't even notice him. Right. This kind of reminds me of Harry Potter. The very beginning with uh, Voldemort coming to kill Harry's parents and then... Mowgli is the boy who lived? Yeah, The man-cub who lived? (laughs) Of course, there's some differences between that, but it kind of reminded me of that. Now, was there another... Like, of course... Shere Khan wasn't the only tiger, right? So No, I mean, other wh- tigers existed, sure. What? They're not Shere Khan, though. What would have happened if there was another tiger that did that? Like, would it just keep on going in the line until there wasn't any tigers left? <laughs> Since they're like, oh, I need to avenge my lost brother. Oh, well, yeah, that's that's kind of the the thing with, with vengeance. It... it can turn into a never-ending feud, and nobody even remembers why they're fighting, but they mm. have to one-up the enemy. So, What would happen when um, Mowgli grows up and he actually goes to the man village to just meet with his people, and he actually turns and starts hunting the animals? Like, what would happen then? Like, <laughs> it would probably be, do you think... Uh, the panther and the bear, Baloo, uh, would actually start hunting Kim down and trying to stop him. Well, of course, they would try and <laughs> stop him. But yeah, I, I don't know. You're taking this to a dark place. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, oh, th- you know, it's funny that you mentioned when he grows up and goes to the village. At the end of this movie, he ends up staying with, mm. with the animals in the jungle. But if I remember correctly, in the cartoon... At the end, he actually goes to live with the men in the in mm. the man village. Yeah, I thought that was going to be happening too, but it just yeah. stopped. And we didn't get we didn't get to see the little girl mm. that we saw in the in the cartoon version. Because remember, in the cartoon, yeah, there was I, the, I the little that. girl in the man village that that Mowgli was like, "Oh, hey, who's she?" <laughs> yeah, there was there was no little girl. All we see of the man village is like silhouettes of. Of yep. men around a fire. Probably drunken men. Yeah. <laughs> it did look like they were drinking. <laughs> <laughs> D- getting drunk around a bonfire. Yeah, they were really happy. 
the bonfire looked huge. Yeah, it did. So there probably was a bunch of incidences. <laughs> okay, so thumbs up on the movie? Yep. Yeah, go watch it. If not for the story, just watch it for the visuals and just for the feels. Like, I, I felt like crying at least three times in this movie. Yep, yep. Definitely a lot of feels in this one. Any last words, Isaac? My favorite part was with the King King Louis? Yeah, King, you, you Louis, like King Louis with his like his betrayal of dominance over the monkeys. Oh and yeah. And how when he fell under the the building The rubble. How all the monkeys It just, just immediately they immediately went over and started trying to dig him out. Yes. <laughs> that was really funny, actually. Yes, that was, that was a cool scene. Yeah, so yeah, if, if, if you haven't seen Jungle Book yet, check it out. It, it's really neat. It's really cute. It's all ages. And I mean all ages. Grown-ups will enjoy this, too. This is, it's really cool. Yep. There are a couple jump scares, just saying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, check it out. Uh, you can follow our show on Twitter at FilmZoneCast. Get on there. Send us some ideas of what movies you want to hear us review. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at RM underscore Del Noche. And I am at, at MovieManLucas. I'm sorry, but I'm at nothing. I know you obviously <laughs> want to follow me, but... Yeah, he's a little bit long, young. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll We'll get him on Twitter one of these days. All right, everyone, thanks for checking this out, and we will see you next week. Bye. Yep, see ya. Find more of this and our other great shows at ritualmisery.com. Thanks for listening. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>